Hey, this is Nick Romolini, and welcome to episode five of The Blank Page, a podcast about creativity, neuroses, and where the two meet. It's been a couple months since I've released an episode, and it was a tough couple months. There were a series of crippling panic attacks, a lot of fear of dying, and generalized anxiety that made it hard to function day in and day out. It was quite a dark time, as I'm sure it has been for most everybody. And we got through it, and here we are. So I'm recording this in January 2021. This episode is with Ricardo Altreris, and it was recorded in October 2020. It's been quite an enlightening experience to go back and compare and contrast where I was at the time of this recording versus where I am now for reasons both uplifting and harrowing. Some of the things we discussed in this episode are confidence, machismo, atheism and Catholicism, alienation, isolation, feelings of belonging, universal truth in storytelling and how the personal becomes universal, knowing your limitations, how writing is rewriting, collaborations, dropping out of film school, perfectionism, obsessiveness, measuring ourselves against others, making shitty decisions, squandering our time, fatherhood and how it changes your goals and your perspective and towards the end of the conversation we actually started to talk about some bands that we both like which was a welcome shift from where my psyche was for the majority of this episode i'm extremely grateful to ricardo for being so generous with his time he offered some great advice and wisdom and he came from a real place of kindness and i really appreciated having a conversation with him oh and I've been told that if you rate and review and subscribe, it'll help this podcast reach more people. So if you could do that, it would be much appreciated. Thank you, all of you, for listening to this. It really means a lot that you take the time to check this out. Hopefully, I'll be back in the mix now and I'll get another episode coming out soon. So with that said, enjoy my conversation with writer-director Ricardo Ultreras. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you yeah, see I can me? Hear you. Okay for work. You sound great, man. Ah, thanks, man. So do you. Oh, thanks. It's good Using, to hear your uh, voice. Good mic. It's uh I gotta say it's strange calling into my own show. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's one it's a control thing, you know. I mean when you first oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. when you first mention this as a as a thing i think i think my asshole tightened immediately you know yeah and it's like you're allowed to well you don't think uh, you don't realize you're a control freak until something that you normally control is out of your control yeah dude you know i I mostly did it because i didn't i didn't want to have to record my side of it (laughs) i see um because i'm like i gotta set up fucking audition or pro tools here's the thing you 
your episode is going to sound better than anybody else so far and probably anybody else for the next three months until people are actually comfortable enough to like come to my crib and sit six feet away from me you know yeah yeah um but yeah dude i'm super out of sorts right now like I called into my own show. I'd normally be out in the garage, but I'm not in the garage because it's nighttime and I don't really have a nighttime setup. There are multiple fucking things right now that just already have me off kilter. I love that. I love that. (laughs) You're not going to fall. You're not going to be comfortable. I like it. So, yeah, man, I just like I'm in my kid's playroom, which is doubling as my office right now, oh. you know, um, so I'm just like fucking tripping over monster trucks and matchbox okay. cars and shit. So you you strike me as a kind of confident dude. I don't know if it's real or um, it feels real. You, you, you just you come across. All right. Let me back up here. Back it up. Are you feeling confident right now? Um, like what? Where is your yes, confidence yes. level? If I'm being terribly honest, uh, my confidence level is always like at a nine out of ten. Yeah. Where does that come from? Uh, probably m- my mom. She loved me too much. I'm Mexican, so like I'm I like everything to my mom. So right. So your mom's endless love for you gave you an infinite well of confidence. It's funny, I'm, you know, I'm Italian-American and my mom loved me a lot too. And I, my confidence level vacillates somewhere between like a one and a 14. And when it's at the 14, it's completely manufactured. I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on Hmm. feeling a little more confident, but. I think, well, here's the thing is I've never had therapy or anything like that. Mm. Um, maybe a little bit, but just the taste. Um, yeah, just, just to get a taste. But from what I, like everything stems from like, like I know a lot of people who have low self-esteem and it's mostly, if it's a dude, it's because of their mom usually like, Oh, like either my mom worked too much. She wasn't around or she gave me too much love. I think my mom gave me like just the right amount of love. Right that i'm like i uh, i'm pretty like i don't think i fake the confidence i don't i try not to fake anything i don't get that vibe from you at all i don't i don't yeah. think you're inauthentic in any way yeah. i actually get a vibe of of self-assuredness actually and like you you don't really care it it seems to me what others think and also where you're at and what you're doing like you just seem very comfortable in in your skin and that to me is uh an enviable characteristic yeah maybe it's because i'm an atheist (laughs) like 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 yeah like i'm not working towards anything just myself Mm -hmm. you know like I'm not, I'm not uh, accruing. Uh, I'm not accruing points. That could become a thing, though, too. If your, if your only focus is on yourself, I mean, that could, that could backfire. Well, Clearly, it well, hasn't. But I don't think. Uh, I guess I misspoke when I said myself. I, I guess what I'm concentrating on is myself, myself in the moment. Yeah. Right. Like, like, um, I, I'm, I can't control anything else. I can't control the universe. I don't, I think when I die, that'll be it. 
So I have to enjoy this moment and be the, like, when you die, there's nothing. I, I don't leave a legacy. So, um, well, look, my son will remember me for a generation. Maybe his son will remember me or his daughter, his kids. Right. But in like three generations, I'll be forgotten. So this is all I have. And I don't want to be a dick. I mean, I've been a dick, <laughs> but I, I don't want to leave that earth knowing like, man, I just could have been a little nicer to some people. And I don't know, or untrue to myself. Yeah, you seem very true to yourself, which is which is really important and unconcerned with um how you're perceived, which is probably probably one of the biggest things that I still have to work on is like that people pleasing and that sort of perfectionism and that like I can't let anybody see that somebody else is better than me or have somebody not like me. You know, I need to be I have that if somebody doesn't like me or somebody thinks something ill of me, it's really hard for me. And I'm it, trying to work on that shit. It, a lot of people know this about me, but when I know somebody doesn't like me, it doesn't turn me on sexually, but mentally, <laughs> you know, like there's something about it. Like that someone like would put that much thought into it. That it sure. would be like, I don't like that guy. That's kind of interesting. It's That's like, why like emotionally arousing. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like it's it's deep in the psyche that you're like, man, I, I like, I'm proud of myself. Right, that person doesn't fucking like me. Right, and guess what? I don't like them, but I don't give them a second thought. But they're definitely thinking about me. Right, yeah, you get to take up all that space with yeah. no effort. Yeah. So you're Mexican. Um, you grew mm-hmm. up here in LA. Born and raised, man. Are you first generation? Ah, uh, like so it's kind of weird. Immigrants? So like. So my dad is like my stepdad. So like on that side, um, the, like the roots are weird. Like, so like, so on my mom's side, I, my grandfather was born here. Like we're like old Californians. Okay. And on my dad's side, coincidentally, his, his mother was also born here. So like, it's weird. Like, yes, um, we're Mexican, but like we, it's weird. We're like old Mexico. Because California used to be Mexico, so it's like right. I always think of me as Californian. I'm right. Californian, right? Whatever, but you're like whether. a Californian American, basically. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You're a Californian, yeah. Californian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's trippy. You guys are the first people here, man. Yeah, that's funny. I've been doing that stupid like ancestry thing, and like I've been finding so many things about like my grandfather's mom and stuff like in like closer to like San Francisco and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, it does go back a couple of generations. That shit scares me to death doing that ancestry stuff. Like I know what I know and I'm going to keep trying to explore to learn more (laughs) about, you know, both sides of my family, but yeah, the DNA, like the blood shit. I don't don't need to know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you open up a can of worms and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, How so the like, fuck is there Norwegian in there, you know? I know, I know. Like, like I, my situation's kind of weird because so, like, my stepdad, I married my mom when I was three. So, like, I I don't know other, any other dad but him. Like, he's my dad for you all. You know your you biological know? father. No, no, no. So, like, he's my dad and he's probably, like, if I could have picked a, a dad, that's the dude I would have picked. Like, no fucking complaints at all that's amazing 
which is weird. Lucky for motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, you no, hit yeah. the fucking lottery. Yeah. I know a lot of people that have stepdads and they're like, oh, yeah, I have had like two stepdads and they're all dicks. And But now, like, I would say maybe my sister has something to say because, like, I feel like I was treated better because of that. Like, they went the extra mile to be like, well, you know, we have to be nicer to you so you don't ever feel like left out or anything. Is your sister half sister? No. Well, yeah. Like, well, like she- so, like, she, like, my stepdad is her dad. Right. So right, so they went the extra mile with you, me, always going yeah, out of their way, exactly. So you didn't feel out of place. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking fantastic, dude. No wonder you walk through the world with a a, a sort of air of comfortability and and self confidence. I guess. Did you grow up Catholic? Yeah, I was an altar boy. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I love yeah. me some Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent dude. like twenty something years just trying to undo all that fucking guilt and shame that's just ingrained in me which again you didn't get even though you were an altar boy i guess yeah yeah i don't i i didn't so like i was i was in it till like maybe like 13 well yeah about 12 13 and then my dad was like yeah you don't have to do this man because my dad like my study like all kinds of religions like scientology pentecostal like all of them he was just curious he was just a curious dude got it uh, so if anybody invited him to like mass or a service or anything like that he'd be like yeah i'll go and so like he's like these are there are all these things i mean if you're if you're doing good then you do whatever you want right you, you don't have to go to church you don't have to do anything right and so like i just stopped doing it and I was like, oh, that's fucking cool, man. What's he? <laughs> I stopped doing it too, actually. I mean, I, I, I went to like CCD. I didn't go to Catholic school or anything. Yeah. CCD is like the, it's the once a week Sunday school thing. Um, but yeah, I was like confirmed. I did all the fucking things. Yeah, and then too. my mom was like, yeah, dude, you're done. You're good. Cause yeah. like my parents, you know, they're, they're, we're deeply entrenched in like Italian American culture, but my parents are were like fucking hippies too so like there's like all this like italian macho shit happening mixed with like they were fucking vegans in the 70s like they were like like crystal healing and shit like when i had really bad rage issues when i was like 12 13 my mom sent me to like her her crystal healing therapist or whatever that's crazy but you know it's it's fucking but, trippy but you still you still had like the like the male like macho thing still had the male macho thing yeah dude that shit's fucked me up my whole life like that tough guy thing because i was never a tough guy you know i thought i I was people still (laughs) think i am but i'm not i'm big fucking softy you know i um i never got that i i don't i mean i get angry i have the anger but it's more towards like the world in general not towards anybody in particular and so, I mean, some people get in the way of it, but yeah. it's more towards the world. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't have that, that ego of like, fuck dude, I gotta be better. Well, I mean, there is, I mean, you have to be competitive to, you know, in, in life to, to better yourself, I think, Yeah. but I don't have it to like, where like, um, you know, I, I don't have to prove anything to myself or other people. Yeah. I don't know. The anger is a motherfucker, though. I mean, it just yeah. you know, it's it comes from sadness, I think, and sort of unresolved shit. Your stepdad, though, sounds like a fucking cool dude. What did he do professionally? Um, what does he do? Who's he well, into? Well, um, 
Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that's maybe deep down. Or your dad. Breaking I, it down. I don't know. You want to just call me? Maybe, 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 yeah, I call my dad. Um, I think maybe deep down, that's why I have anger because I'm like, I don't know, my real dad. That fucker left me. Well, yeah, I'm sure that's um, got to be buried that's probably in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but if that's you never go anger. to therapy, you never have to address it. Nope, nope. <laughs> never have to talk about it. <laughs> um, he, um, Stuff my dad, baby, my dad. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, he owned like a few shoe repair shops. Like he he was like a cobbler kind of. Like, oh, cool. He did uh, work for like people who were handicapped. Like he would do like their shoes. Um, like he did well because. A lot of you know when you when you have like a foot that's bigger than the other, yeah, you get those weird Frankenstein shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and what he started doing is like he's like, oh, just bring me your Nikes, buy a pair of Nikes, and I'll make them so you so you could wear cool shoes and not have to worry about that's wearing. That's fucking sick, dude. And so he got a lot of business that way. Is that's that he what's was up. Just doing. That's what's that. up. How about your mom? My mom, she has always worked in a factory. She's she does uh, she plates parts for like the space shuttle. Oh shit! She, yeah, yeah, that's cool. When when that space shuttle blew up, uh, there was a huge investigation at her at her <laughs> at her job, but it, it was fine. They, they were cleared. Fuck, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're so you're I mean you're a trailblazer as as far as like being I mean of course cobbling like that's a that's yeah, a real every, fucking creative trade blue uh, like blue collar B- blue like collar. workers yeah yeah, yeah same yeah. here yeah. yeah generations of blue collar workers yeah. I mean we're the me and my siblings are the first to get degrees I mean I still have cousins who couldn't even fucking fathom of you know following their dreams to this degree i mean whatever fucking degree i'm following my dreams but even that this is a possibility beyond like swinging a hammer Mm -hmm. um or breaking somebody's legs um yeah 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 but you know we uh, we've talked in the past about like alienation and isolation i mean i i want to get into the the creative shit and the writing shit but like i don't know do you feel because me personally I I struggle a lot with feelings of belonging and feelings of not fitting in. And I think they're really exacerbated um, since I moved to California and I stick out like a sore thumb. I, I had a I had a dude at this job who's from Northern California be like, yeah, we just, yeah, we just think that, you know, Italians from the Northeast are just you know racist (laughs) like just straight up like exactly what they've been depicted as in in movies and yeah you know i have to i have that barrier to entry i feel like in everything i do and i really feel like i don't fit in in this strange place and i think i could capitalize on that for sure but like that isolation as an artist is really fucking challenging yeah yeah no i i I feel it too i feel it i feel it culturally as well because i mean i'm i'm born here but like i was born here but i'm not like if you if if you see america as a whole i'm like a foreigner you know i mean i'm like a i'm i'm not of this even though i am i mean though like you could trace back a couple generations of my family back to California, probably right. for when, when it was Mexico, but because 
of the world we live in, I'm, I'm classified as like, well, you're not. I mean, you, 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 event, you came here. It's like, well, yeah, you came here too. Right. Just a, a lot, a long time ago before, before I did, you know, right. before my family did. But I think I feel that isolation because I don't also fit in, in Mexico. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I've visited, right. I've, I've visited a lot as a kid. How I visited like last year, I'd, I hadn't been back in like over 10 years. Oh, wow. And I took my wife, my kid, and we went to visit last year and it was definitely like a weird, it was, it was great for like the artistic part of me because there was a lot of feelings to be like to process and stuff and, and kind of dig into, but it was definitely like, Oh man, I don't fit in here. I don't, the people in Mexico see me as a foreigner and the people here see me as a foreigner. So I'm like in this weird limbo. You're a man without a home. <laughs> yeah. In, in yeah. like multiple, I mean, no matter yeah. where you go. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you have to, I'm not white enough to be white and I'm not brown enough to be brown. Fuck. I'm in a weird. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. How does that inform your work? Does it, does it inform your writing work? I write, I write, really personal stories and i actually think that that holds me up in a lot of ways and that's something i would like to talk about as well but how does that feeling of not belonging um, like influence what you do what you write how you I move through the I, world so like i i haven't broken it down because you don't want to dig too deep you know into those <laughs> You don't, but you I don't, don't yeah. but well, I do. I, 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 and I mean, meaning I, I don't. I'm trying to. I know. I mean, I don't mind talking. I don't mind digging into them, but it's like, part of me feels like, man, like that's what gives me the, the edge, you know? Sure. So let's not poke there. I know. Let's let it come out on the paper or like whatever you, the fuck you're doing artistically. But I think that, so like a lot of the things I, I navigate towards like artistically or dark stuff like music. I listen to like the national, a lot of like depressing kind of like adult angst type of thing. Mm, sure. <laughs> and, uh, and even like, like movies, like I like dark movies that have like dark themes and they're, they kind of float in like the depressing, like anything that's still, I love like Terrence Malick is my jam, you know? Sure. And I think maybe it's because like, I don't feel depression. I don't like if you describe it, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever felt that, that feeling. Right. I, I don't know if I've felt a lot of feelings to be honest. <laughs> so maybe that's why scrape around too much. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you won't have to. Feel yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so maybe that's why I navigate, I like, I float towards like the dark stuff. Do you write dark shit? Do you direct dark shit? Is the shit you make generally dark? I feel like the stuff I end up writing and directing is at, it used to be. Now it's changing. Now I'm like, let's fucking do it. Let's do a comedy. Let's do a, a stupid screwball comedy. Sure. Um, but fuck it. It used to be just dark stuff. Yeah. Like there's always a friend who had committed suicide, <laughs> and I've never, mm. I never had a friend who was committed suicide. So it's like there was always just dark themes, and there's always like either just people talking, and they're you know they lost somebody or they lost something. Um, but yeah. But as of lately, maybe because I had a kid or something, maybe that's the, what like, oh, I could write brighter things. Um, right, I could yeah. write a genre thing, and it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and I'm, now, and bef also before, I feel like didn't don't you feel like when you were younger, you're like, man, I have this artistic thing, and it's like like all like bullshit thing like that you have 
I think maybe that's part of the, the macho thing. Like that you're like, I gotta, I gotta like, I, don't, I can't sell out when now, like that's the dream. Like I want to sell out. I want to, I want to make a, I want to make an Adam Sandler movie. You know what I mean? Right. No, totally. Like, like, like selling out is the dream. now. I guess. I don't know. I feel like I had this conversation with somebody about the Marvel movies and yeah. I don't, I don't aspire to, directing a marvel movie and maybe this exact moment in time will come back to bite me in the ass in 2028 Mm -hmm. but like i really fucking don't i i i cling to that authenticity and i cling to my history and i cling to my roots and i think that nobody else can tell these stories but me like i'm the only i am the keeper of these stories that are my truth and my family's truth and you know yeah yeah and it fucks me up though and i think it makes it harder to actually write the projects and actually like get through things because they're so deeply personal i guess yeah but i i think like like that when you get a shot to like do something like that big, you have the opportunity to do that in a weird, in a weird hidden level. Do I mean like, right? Like if you look at takes for instance, like we're talking about superheroes. Take for instance, like Tony Stark. Like Tony Stark is a fucking dark fucking story, dude. Like he's an alcoholic, dude. He's a narcissistic alcoholic. Got it. And (laughs) and (laughs) totally get it, Tony. Right. And 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 it's kind of there like they don't i mean it's it's a disney movie so they're not going to go out and say like oh tony stark is a fucking alcoholic but you can see the layers the onion layers and you're like yeah like what they're not showing me in the movies in the two-hour movie that i'm seeing is that he probably drinks a lot and that he's probably lonely even though he has all these cool superhero friends and he's doing all these things so the world accepts him and and loves him and you think it's okay to just have that all be subtext that's unexplored I, as I, you know shit blows up on the screen and I, I there's think, pretty faces everywhere i don't know i think i think if you i mean i think given the opportunity that's i think that's how like that's how blockbusters that are good and stand the test of time do it is that you put something really deep into something very like pop culture-y in that it's and that's how you that's how you connect with people. I think that's how you connect with people on all stories. Like think about like when you see a foreign film. Like I've, like when you, I, when I saw um oh my god I forgot the name of the movie the Korean movie that came out a couple years ago that uh, won the Oscar the fucking yeah I can't <sighs> I'm running blank. But think of any like like it's late, hor- dude. See this know, is the problem is fucking late. late. You don't sleep though, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I've, I'm on like I'm very little sleep. Like this what four hours? Five? five five is good dude five really fucking, good. you gotta sleep man you can't uh, i mean continue to die. not sleep i'm gonna die eventually i could i could i know but you're gonna fucking me. hasten it by not sleeping <laughs> you're living out your time in these sleep deprived days um what the it, fuck it, is it, the name of that movie this is a ridiculous moment parasite parasite that's fucking it. parasite yeah did you look yes. it up or did you just no i just it okay, came to okay. me now like you I thought about like, reaching for my phone, but I was like, eh, I didn't let's fucking do this yeah. 1998 yeah. style, yeah. you know? We, we we suffered through this for 20 minutes until we figured it out. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Hopefully um, people are still, nobody's listening anyway. No, no. They're like, oh, fuck, we lost you at California. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So, like, when you watch a foreign film, 
I think what you, what you connect to, and even the, the the guy who directed Parasite, like even said so, like you find something that is deeply personal, and and you you bury it like a fucking seed in, right. this, in this movie, and that's the universal part that everybody gets. The, right. the parts that you're like, no one's gonna get this because this is so personal to me. Those are the parts that most people connect to because they're like, oh, I mean, that was in my dad, but man, like this kind of that kind of resembles like my brother or like this resembles like my uncle or there's always it's you're in the ballpark of, of those feelings. Sure. And I think that's why a lot of foreign films and like a lot of things that hit um, that you're like, why, why did this hit? You're like, Oh, that's right. Cause that's, that's the little, that little thing that, that you think is important. The, the, the thing that the studio is like the glossed over, right. that's what, that's the universal thing that everyone's like, yeah, that's what we went to see it. That right. little thing. That makes sense. Um, so I don't. I don't care. I, I want to sell. Out. I, I want to tell any story, whether it's whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, story or directing or uh, I wish I knew how to write songs. Like it's just any way I could tell the fucking story. Yeah. I don't know. I write such personal shit. I wish I had the skill set to like write something. Like I'm not good enough. I mean, it sounds like. When I hear everything that you're saying, it sounds like that's the real fucking craft. Like, that's the real art to be able to be like, well, yeah, it's like Taxi Driver meets Mrs. Doubtfire meets fucking Reservoir Dogs, you know, and it's about dogs, but it's like, you know, it's some like deeply layered, buried message that... I don't know, man. It's a, that feels like the real fucking skill set that I just don't possess. I I think, and I don't really care to be honest. Uh, like I'm gonna keep yeah. grinding and like trying to fucking write these things that are really hard to write and c- communicate. Yeah. Um, I I think that's important though. Like that, I think it's important that that you know. I think knowing your limitations is very important. Like I know, like look. In in my younger years, I would have taken anything and like big, you know, like if someone said, oh, there's this huge blockbuster and you, we fucking found you, dude, direct this. Right. I would have said yes. But now as, as an older person, I'm like, well, maybe I'm not the right person for this. Like, right. I can't, like what Michael Bay does, I, I can never do. Like, you know, think of it, whatever you, you however you think of it. Sure. But that man has a talent. Yeah, like to do oh, totally. those crazy things. Oh, totally. And I, can't, I don't have that. I, I don't have the brain to think that way. But I, but I that so I know my limitations. Like I can't do that. I shouldn't direct that. I think that learning that is when I when I realize, oh man, I've grown. I've grown as a human being and as a fucking quote unquote artist. For you know, sure, like, man. I know it's hard to when, say, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking hard to say. That's when I don't feel confident. I That's know. right there. That's. I don't like that. I've word. been lately just sort of embracing it more. Maybe not this publicly, but I've definitely been embracing it a little. Not, again, nobody's listening, but I've been embracing like, okay, yeah, this is life as an artist and it's okay. And it's okay to call myself that. I don't know. It always, it seems so fucking pretentious and it seems so outrageously pompous, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I feel like it, would have just gotten me my fucking ass kicked my entire childhood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I and also like, I feel like I didn't know the word artist right. till like, 
till like I got into like my twenties and I was like, Oh, that's, is that what it is? Like all this bullshit I like. Right. Exactly. It's shit exactly. Like. It's, exactly. Oh, oh, turns out I like to write things and you know, Oh, that's art, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I don't, I, I feel like also like, with you and I, I we've had deep conversations about yeah. stuff like this, but that we are into so many things, you know? Yeah. I feel like, like that's, that's why I, I, I really like you is because you're like, not like, you're like, well, wherever it's going to take me, I'm going to go. Like, whether it's like writing, editing, acting, you know, like you, you're, you're chasing like some sort of truth. Yeah. If that's, I'm, I know that sounds very pretentious. I know. No, I know. It's, it's hard but, to listen yeah. to and be in yeah. agreement with because I have yeah. so much self judgment surrounding yeah. every single thing that you're saying. That is all very true. Yeah. You're searching for something, but you don't know what it is. I mean, I'm searching for it too. I mean, um, and and I'll take it any way I can, whether it's um, in a joke I tell somebody or in a story that I said, like, just like telling stories of something yeah. that happened like last week. I, I'm going to tell it my way and I'm going to tell it like with a little style. <laughs> it's hard um, though, don't I mean, I find it really hard to live that way though. I feel there's a lot of chaos in my brain at all times. Like just as an example, um, well, I'm recording this fucking podcast when I have a script that I feel like I'm neglecting and I'm sitting next to a box of 35 millimeter prints and negatives that I need to sleeve. And like, I wrote all these songs and I have all these fucking unfinished songs that it just feels like a fucking, like it's a, burden that's bearing down on me and it's really hard for me to like flip it and embrace it and just be like yeah today I, and i've you know i talk about this shit constantly i talk about how like yeah you just gotta fucking follow wherever the creative energy's pulling you on a particular day but it, it feels hard to i don't know if i spend time doing this thing i'm taking away from doing this other thing i guess i don't know man i used to I used to do this thing where like I would write like one page a day. I would just just sit down and eat. if I couldn't think of anything, I'd no write. Matter what. I can't think of anything. Right. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. And the whole page would be I can't think of anything. Dominic, I can't yeah. think of anything. Yeah. Susan, I can't think yeah. of anything. Yeah. Susan it, can't like think of anything yeah. as yeah. she walks across the room. And then eventually you you just start writing and right. you're like, "Oh, well, this is bullshit what I wrote, but I wrote to people having coffee or to people having a walk uh and and then eventually you figure out like oh you know you go to classes and you, you figure out the craft and you keep working at it but now as i'm as i'm getting older and i'm like well i i understand the craft part of it it's more like you know being at the right time or at the right place knowing the right people and right. having the right material for right. that um that you're like well I, I just have to keep doing it and now when i write things i write them procrastinating in, in, the, in that style of mm -hmm. procrastination, mm -hmm. which is, I'm going to write the idea down. I know what the emotion is, but I'm just going to leave it there. And then throughout the days or weeks, like I'm like, oh, remember I, I was stuck in the, like, the, like the second act, but I just figured it out by just whether you're just drifting off in a daydream or something, you'll, you'll figure it out. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to sit down and write that. Right. Sit down and write that. And it's like, okay, I got five pages now. All right. And, and I don't, that's why I think I don't really think in writer's block now. Like it's like you'll figure it out, you know. 
Yeah, you just have to walk away from it. I'm, I'm. So the page day thing, no longer a thing. No, no. I, I, I mean, but now I feel like I write, I break story through pr- procrastination, but right. I write, I could just write whether it's good or bad. I think that's the part where I knew I've, I've matured is because I've, oh, it's okay to, for it to be not perfect before you move on. Like just write a shitty scene, just get to the next scene. And then you're going to rewrite, rewrite it anyway. Like rewriting is rewriting. So yeah. don't worry about it. Like that's the hardest part to admit to yourself. That like, don't worry. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time. Go back to it. You, you, you can't go first draft. Here you go. Yeah. Bam. Sold Oscar. Like yeah. that doesn't fucking work that way. Like listen to like the best writers and they're like, yeah, this took 20, 30 fucking drafts I know. before I even showed it to anybody. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's so hard still for me. And I think it's probably relative to me being so early in this. I mean, you know, I wrote, I wrote a short maybe six years ago that I shot four years ago. And I think that was actually my first time ever opening final draft like in earnest you know because i was mm-hmm. always i don't know writing's always been so fucking intimidating man the blank page is it's fucking intimidating you know and then you know i wrote that pilot and i'm working on this feature but you know i've i've six pages of 14 different projects that i just i just i love this idea of just muscling through and yet i still can't get myself to do it um i mean i have like 35 pages of this thing that i'm working on which feels fucking great but like i feel like i had like 32 pages 10 days ago you know (laughs) and like you know it's like tapping out those three has been fucking agonizing but i think you're right i mean i think you definitely hit on something with the sort of just like sitting in it and not forcing yourself to open up your laptop necessarily, but just yeah. being in the feeling of the movie. It's always rattling around in there somewhere. Especially for like original stuff. Right. I mean, I, when you're, when you have something to do, when you have something to do to somebody, then yeah, you sit down and you fucking figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I also like that pressure. I think I work best under pressure. Right. Like if something, I mean, I was always a guy who was like, if something was due, if the science project was due on Friday, I'd start working on it on Thursday at like 11 p.m. Right. Because I don't know that, like, I don't know that maybe it's, it's like an edge that I like or like the danger. <laughs> totally. I don't know. If there's no, if there's no threat, if there's no like external yeah, threat, yeah. I have no motivation. I gave myself yeah. a deadline. I was like, you're going to finish act one by... And dude, I have no fucking act one's going to be like 60 pages. I have no fucking idea like what I'm doing, you know, but I was like, you're going to finish act one by today actually was the the deadline that I gave myself and I'm not going to hit it, dude. I'm not going to hit it. And like, I'm just trying to have some fucking grace for myself as like a parent of two in a pandemic. That's like trying to fucking not be just like a ball of toxicity at all times you know yeah yeah but it's hard man yeah yeah you finish I, a I, lot of shit do you write um, do you like finish a lot of fucking projects or at least a v1 yeah. 
Yeah, oh, totally, totally, totally. There's a lot of bullshit shit on my computer. That it's funny. I there's this thing I revived that was like from I, the last draft I touched was from 2017. Okay. Um, and I, I because of some friends and some like partners and stuff, I I've said I said like this is I'm gonna try to make this like my first like feature. And then like that you're uh, going to make or that you're going to direct and write okay. and direct. Yeah. Was it the and first one that you'd written in 2017? No, no, no. I've, I've written a ton of shit for that. Oh, really? Features? Um, yeah. It, oh, wow. it was just a thing that, that I knew like, okay, I could, I could make it for this budget and I could, I could sell it and maybe make another one. It's the one where, where I'm like, I think I can make it. I, I think I could, I could just ride this train. Sure. If I if I do this one, sure. Um, but it's just been sitting there, and it's we were gonna do it at the, that that point, and then like life happened, and then it's not happening. So, and then just recently, the my friend who was gonna help me produce and stuff, he's like, "Hey, I'm ready. This is how we're gonna do it." And he like laid out a plan. I'm like, "100, percent we can do it. Like we can do it." So I have to now actually sit down and like figure out the script that oh, we can sure. actually make, and wow. not this bullshit version that that i finished and i've recently started writing with a new writing partner okay he writes super fast like like unnaturally fast <laughs> and at first i was like i was like oh man he's writing too fast i'm 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 looking like a fool i'm not writing enough right and then eventually i was like no no like that's just like i talked to him about it. i'm like that's just our pace like i there's always someone who's going to write more than someone else or yeah. like you always have to find like what's your what's my place in this and and I know I'm a much better I'm a much better writer as a rewriter than I am as a like a you know like I like working off of what we have right I like the clay to be there already I yeah, don't want to you're like one of those fucking, fucking producers who won't give yeah. me any direction just lets yeah. me agonize over yeah. a V1 yeah. and then they're like yeah. I just need to see something and then they give me a yeah. hundred thousand fucking notes yeah I yeah. was actually it's collaboration right so I'm I have a partner on this project that I'm writing and th this individual is not working on this project right now like the last meeting that we had we kind of talked about like yeah well, let's fucking move forward on this and you know this was a couple yeah. months ago and i and we never set a firm deadline and i knew that that was a problem and we just like loosely were like yeah let's do this and um i started writing mm -hmm. and they have been pulled away onto other projects and I know that I can only fucking control what I can control, but it's really hard to not get a little frustrated and a little resentful because, you know, this is the project that this is the project that we're doing together and I'm just starting yeah. to lose interest. And I'm like, all right, well, I have these other things that I actually would like to pursue individually without a collaborate. I, I think I'm just really fucking struggling with, relying on some even though i feel like i work really well as a team and really well with somebody augmenting what i bring to the table with what they bring to the table i think i'm just fucking frustrated of relying on somebody and i think i just need to write something on my own for once um have you only had one how many collaborators have you had throughout these few years um well i wrote this short by myself and i wrote 
so the pilot that I wrote was with a friend, but I didn't I didn't write it with him. We conceived of the concept of the hmm. show together and I yeah. wrote the first draft of that completely myself and then we revised it together. Yeah, yeah. And it became more collaborative, but like the first one was was all me. And then this one is with somebody else, this current feature that we conceived together and sort of broke up the acts. Like, I'll write act one, you start on act two, and we'll reconvene when we finish and, you know, figure out act three. And, like, we have an outline and shit, so, like, there's there's shit for me to work from for sure, but I don't know what it is, man. I just... I just I just want to get done this act so that my piece of the puzzle is in place and I can yeah. start researching the next project cuz I don't actually think that I'm a person who can work on multiple things at once. I Are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No shit. Like I mean, multiple features? Well, well, like right now we're working on like a pilot and a feature. And I think I like that because you you I never keep get hearing stuck. that you never get stuck. You're like, well, when I when when I'm thinking about this other thing, then I'll jump on this. I'll, I'll jump to the feature, and then when I get stuck, we're like, I'm like, ah, fuck, where did it go bad? Probably this. I didn't probably set up the the, the beginning, so now the second next fucking week, right? And then and then uh, when you're like, how do I figure that out? I'm like, well, I'm not gonna waste time. I'm gonna switch over to the other thing, and then. You switch over and you're like, ah, oh, I figured out the other thing. Let me go back. Um, right. Because you're not thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, so I like the, the, the you're thing. You're not actively thinking about yeah. it. It's just marinating. And I think with the co-writers, I think I thought I, w- I wasn't that guy. For the longest time, like that same thing happened to me. Like where you, like someone would f- like fall out or, or I would be the guy who would be like, dude, I'm just too busy with work or, you know, ex, a, a, a girlfriend or, sure. you know whatever x variable is and um i finally found this one guy who kind of changed my mind and he he we ended up doing like this web series that like got a lot of like heat and and i'm like how did i i had to like kind of analyze that it's like how did that happen like how did we click and i think i i think it was just that we we complimented each other like he we we didn't have the same skills um but eventually we did like we compliment each other then we we both learn something from each other right and then like we're like oh i used to not be good at this but he was but now working with him on like you know five six episodes now i get that now i could write that part of it and stuff right and even like he he i was supposed to so we co-wrote and I was directing most of the episodes and then by like the third episode, he was kind of directing them himself because I couldn't be, it was, it was a show based off like an, like an Uber driver. Okay. Um, so I couldn't be, we didn't have a, the budget to like have a rig where I like, I could be in, you know, on the, the picture car oh, right. with him. <laughs> so it was with him and, and we didn't want to waste actors time by like, okay, well, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch the take and see how it went. Um, so it was a lot of like, like the pilot and like the first three episodes were like, well, shit, how did it go, dude? And then he'd be like, cause he was acting in it as well. He was co-writing and acting. Okay. So he was like, well, oh, th- this seems a little like, like it's, it's weak, but maybe it's, it's the writing. And like, he would give like me his notes right. on like how he felt. And again, that dude, I trusted him. Like he was very like truthful with himself as well. Sure. And he was very genuine. So I would like direct like his co-actor 
And then I'd be like, all right, well, you have to direct yourself because I, I didn't see your take. So right. you have to be honest with yourself and and with with me because we'll see this later. So just be honest. I mean, I, it was unspoken. Right. And I never, I never had problems with him. Like it was always like, I would look at his takes and it was like, fuck, he was very honest, like in the scene and, and to the, to the directing. And then eventually like I, it was more like we were co-directors. Like I would, I would set up the camera where, and like I, we would talk about the scene. We would maybe like walk it through once and then be like, all right. And then just, I mean, we're, we're shooting with like two cameras, so we'll get it. Sure. And it turned more like a improvised play. Than it did anything else, and and I don't know. We we learned a lot from each other, and and that guy is a, a guy I'm I'm working with on the feature as well. As a he's he'll he'll be like an actor and a producer. How'd you meet this person? Um, at this in this theater group that I was in, I was in this theater group uh, that like Jeff Goldblum started. Okay. Um, and Playhouse um, West. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was a group of like weird people. I could say it now. I don't give a shit. It was kind of cultish. And, oh uh, shit! Okay, but in in a in like a a, a benign way. Like you could sure. easily get stuck there. I I went there to like, I went to, I was like a film school dropout. I feel and, like so much of that shit. Sorry to jump in, but I feel like no, so no. much of that shit out here is that way. It's like, 100%. you know, I mean, I've done improv and I've been to some acting classes, and like all of it is yeah. like you're fucking, you know, you're in or yeah. you know you're on or, the fringe and you're yep. completely out yep. if you're on the yeah. fringe. You got to be and fucking all the way in, and it's I hard don't. when you have it's relationships hard, and you know. I mean, look at look at the country like that's just i think that's just human beings like right. you 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 navigate towards that without even thinking of of it right um but yeah i met i met him at this thing uh this that's actually where i met my wife as well um and it was, it was a very bunch of fruitful cool, cult for you. yeah yeah it's very fruitful. um but in a, in a cult in the way that like you convince yourself that like well as long as I'm keeping doing the work where it was like, no, they should have, they should have taught you to like, no, be hustling out there. And this is where like, this is where you tune up. You know what I mean? Right. But be hustling out there. And it was more like they weren't doing that. They were more like, no hustling here. And then the rest will come. And it was like, no, no, we got it. We got to hustle outside. And this right. is, we should come here to tune up our, our instruments, which is, you know, our, or I was there for writing and directing and I got to direct some very, the thing is I got to meet some really cool people. And I got to direct some, some cool things and write some cool things. And a lot, I mean, a lot of great people have come out of there. Like James Franco came out of there. A uh, bunch of people you would, you would recognize. Sure. Um, but the, the trick was you have to know when to check out, you know? Right. Otherwise right. you're just in there. You're just stuck. Yeah. yeah. You get stuck in a, in a weird loop. You said you dropped out of film school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I basically, so like I didn't, my parents weren't loaded so like it, it, i knew early on like oh okay i have to pay my own my own ride sure so it was more like well what what is necessary and what can i what can i just skip or not do or learn in a different way so right. like i went for like creative writing and then when they were like well you have to you know you have to do your general classes i'd be like well see you later 
and then I'd leave that that school. And then it's like, okay, well, I want to learn how to do like cinematography. So I'll go to this school. Okay. And then they're like, well, you have to join up. You know, you can't just do these. And then, all right, I, I'll skip out of that school. See you guys later. Uh, and then I ended up in the theater because the deal was, well, you do the, you do the, the, the theater group. And then no one else wanted, because everyone was there for acting. So no one was going to give all a right. shit if I wanted to direct or write. Right. It's better for them because it's like, oh, more things for us to work on. Sure. Um, so I got to meet some really cool people and like, I mean, people that I'm still friends with. I married one of them. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I, most of the, most of the people who I know are really talented came from that place that I'm like, and they're not there anymore. They, they just like me, they, they knew when to bounce. Right. Um, but yeah, that's basically my training like theater, which is weird to think. Like I don't, I never thought myself as, Oh, I'm a theater director slash playwright right um but it just ended up being that way and i mean i guess i guess that's important i mean i i, I had a screenwriting t- teacher that was like like people will tell you oh go study go study like um chinatown or go study butch cassidy and sundance kid yeah right but he's like, go further. Like who? Like go back further. Right. What like, go back those? to go back to like fucking like, um, uh, go back to like Shakespeare. Go right. back to um Neil uh, Neil Simon. Go back to all the the greats. You know the playwrights. Right. I mean, they're just they're they're scripts. They're just it's story. Place. Yeah. It's yeah. A story. Same thing. Yeah. You're just not. It's not cinematic on paper. I feel like I've no. I feel like I have an innate understanding of story, but I don't have an academic understanding of story, at least none that feels really rooted. Like, I mean, I come from a family of great storytellers. I think I was always really fucking intimidated, to be frank, by my father, who is an amazing storyteller, like captivates rooms, has people in stitches, and he was known for his stories. And I think that just bears down on you, you know, or looms over you, I guess, to the point where, you know, it's, it's something that I still am like, well, I don't, my dad's a storyteller, you know, am I, am I a fucking story? Am I a storyteller? Am I good at this? You know? Yeah. But you you think that's just like, Again, that goes back to confidence. Of course, that doesn't, dude, this that, is that doesn't endless self doubt. Your skill. That's not your skill level, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's that, that's the key to <laughs> my bullshit fucking confidence is that I'm able to be like, okay, this is my skill level. I need to be this at this level, but I'm confident to where I am here. You right. know. So, like, I it I think it's knowing myself and knowing what's wrong with me is my confidence (laughs) and also like not not aiming for i'm always aiming not aiming for the goal i'm aiming for another thing if that makes any sense like sure when i was when we were like teens and like in early in my early 20s like friends would be like how do you have this confidence to like talk to girls at parties or something and i'm like i don't i when i'm when we're at a party i'm trying to make you laugh idiot not her right it's the, the, the confidence is a byproduct of trying to make you laugh. Right. And that then sh- that, it, that it's, it seems like it's confidence, but no, I just want to make my friends laugh and have right. fun. The you fact know- that she thought I was being really confident was that's just not 
my problem. <laughs> you achieve a secondary, perhaps more desirable objective by focusing on a completely different objective, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think that I just haven't achieved enough. I guess I I I just I, it's so far. This is like it's like embarrassing to hear myself keep talking about this, but like I don't know how to believe in myself or believe that I'm good enough yet, <clears throat> and I don't know when that comes. You know, I don't. I really don't know when i'll be able to be like yeah this is good this is actually objectively good um but i think that don't you think that's when you know like you're done like you're like oh well if i, if I don't think i have something to learn then that's good i think that's a, a i mean in moderation i guess everything yeah. like everything <laughs> in life but like like that's good like i mean i like that i like when i'm like i don't know that I gotta figure that shit out with, sure. with, with, with anything like with, with like an editing software or like anything like technical or like car related, like, man, I remember my dad teaching me how to change oil, but he never taught me how to do a tune up. Fuck it. I want to do it. Right. Like, you know, like just, um, I think when you think you've figured it out or when you think you have the confidence, I think that's, that's what kills you, right? I think that's when you, when you're like, it's over. My friends, my friends, a photographer, and he's like, I, I cracked it, man. Like I, I figured out how to do this particular form of photography that I've been like striving toward for the last twenty years, and. I don't want to do it anymore now, you know, now I want to write, you know, now I want to pursue all these other creative endeavors. Cause I, I, I figured it out. I'm good. You know, See, and that, I think that's, 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 that's very honest. Saying. And yeah, like, like if you figured it out, then, then there's nothing else to gain from it. But so I just need to, on. I just need to feel like, uh, I just need to feel like I'm capable enough to do the thing. Like uh, I understand what you're saying completely, but I can't get out of my own way enough to, and whatever, I'm getting better. Like I'm going to get this fucking thing out the door and then I'm setting another deadline for myself to achieve, you know, more shit. But it's just, you know, I don't fucking know, man. It's it's being a person's a motherfucker. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really fucking hard. I mean, that's really like where all the angst is for me. It's like nothing matters, you know. Right. Like we're <laughs> I know. Well, I watched matters, Tree of but... Life recently, and that was just to bring it back to Terry Malick. Like that yeah. was fucking agonizing <laughs> and beautiful simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I get it. I get hung up on these little, sh like little fucking things, and I do it in my editing work, and I do it. I think I do it in my directing and my writing i don't do it in acting acting is like the one acting feels extremely pure to me and it's the place where i feel most myself and it's the place where i feel most comfortable and it's also the the thing that's like least achievable to do with any regularity out here i think and still yeah. like have and still not live with six roommates, you know. I mean, I have a wife yeah. and two kids. Like, I, but, and I would love to talk more about acting with you. But 
like I get hung up on these little details, you know, and 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 like even as an editor, I'll just get fucking stuck. Like, well, if if I cut there, then like it's gonna be like, how do you just move from this to that without the connective tissue that doesn't like whatever? Like, I'll get hung up on little fucking tiny things because I'm obsessive. I'm like an extremely obsessive person. And kind of a perfectionist. And then it'll just cripple me and paralyze me. Of course, like when I'm working for somebody or doing, you know, working towards an objective, I can do it, you know, but. Yeah. I, I Don't you think that like, well, you've done, I'm you've, tired, you've, you know? you've, you've done movies, you've done movies, right? You've done shorts. You've I've, done that. I've thing directed. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Don't you, but don't you think there's two there's two thoughts i think uh two two frames of thought either you make a movie and you see how hard it is and you're like you go one way you either i fell into the 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 side of like well fuck i know how hard it is i know how all these things have to go right for you to make an okay movie right I, i the thing is i've had so many failures right that i know like man it's hard to make a movie like the fact that Adam Sandler gets a movie made every fucking year, twice a year, that's uh, remarkable. What, whatever he's doing, whatever you think about it, it doesn't matter because he's doing it and he keeps doing it. It's fine. And I think I, I've given a lot of movies like a pass because of that, because it's like, well, yeah, it's flawed. Yeah. There's all these things wrong with it, but, but sometimes you, that's what, you'd have to do to get through it. I had a friend who just got like a a pretty big thing made and he's like, man, how could you talk shit on anything? Like as a person who's in this business, who's actually like seen what it takes to get something made, like the audacity that I would have to have to talk badly about literally almost anything just because it's so challenging to get anything fucking made, you know? Yeah. Also, there's there's so many people in the world that like. That's why I I appreciate people like Terrence Malick or even people that I don't want to say that they're bad, but like that make something you wouldn't classify as art, you know? Because you you have to understand that there's here's the thing, and and this is hard to swallow. This is very hard to swallow. I think Nickelback is doesn't have talent. I think they suck. <laughs> But my friend once told me, he's like, he's like, you have to think that either you have to accept that there's people that have different tastes than you, because if you don't, then, then either, either Nickelback sucks and they shouldn't be successful, but they are. So that means that your taste is shitty, dude. Cause all these people like Nickelback. And I'm like, yeah, I never thought of that. He's like, so you have to accept that there's people, there's, there's every flavor People like different flavors of ice cream. <laughs> Let them sure. eat whatever fucking ice cream they want, and you don't concentrate on that bullshit. Right. Like, I mean, don't, don't, uh, j- just know. He's like, it's good to. Have, that's where I think where the 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 measuring yourself it comes in. Like, no, okay, this is what I know to to be good to me. Okay, like this is a director that I like. X, you know, Michael Mann. I like Michael Mann. I like Christopher Nolan. I like what he's doing. I like all these directors where where is their talent and where's my talent oh it's nowhere near that okay well, how do i fix that to be my own version of that but not them i'm not going to measure myself against them right. i just know what's good well right i mean i heard some quote ira glass and i'm gonna really poorly paraphrase it but it was something along the lines of like 
everyone who gets into the creative arts, everyone who gets into writing, into this sort of lane, gets into it because they have really good taste, right? And there's this huge cognitive disconnect between what you know is good and what you're able to create out of the yeah. gate. Yeah. And it's just endurance that closes that gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like that makes so much sense. But like, <laughs> what is the person who likes Nickelback? And then wants to start a band, like, how do they fit into that conversation? I mean, they're going to make, uh, you know, I, I don't want to talk a shit about, I don't want to talk shit about another <laughs> band, but I have a lot of bands that I can name that, you know, like, it, it, the list goes on. Like, the, the, it's, a, it's a side that, that you, we don't like. But how does the fucking Ira Glass apply to that? Because they don't, well, I guess they think that, that they have good taste. But here's the thing is that you have, you... <sighs> I, I get I get what Ira Glass is saying, but 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 that that may be good to them. Like it's it's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, you know? Right. And like it's like that movie Shallow Hell. Did you ever see that movie Shallow Hell? Yeah, of course. Like all that matters is that you think you think that it's beautiful. Right. Like that's all it thinks. All you it, all that matters is that you think that that's a good piece of 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 music or uh, hell maybe just people just want to not think about. The, the the how deep a song is totally. they just want to listen to something fun totally. and about their pickup and their fucking beer and it doesn't matter it's totally. fine like that's i it's it's like stand-ups like there's stand-ups there's like care top and i don't ever shit on them because there's that's a talent i mean that's it is no it's, it's, it's a, a weird skill. talent but then you have someone like dane cook and you're like i don't get why he has so many fans but Fuck it, good for him, dude. Tons He's selling out arenas. This is and then the you second have somebody, consecutive conversation that dane cook's come up just for the record uh, well and luck he, he's out there man he's ubiquitous yeah and 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 you have you have people like like louis ck or like someone that's like <clears throat> that you that you're like oh man like these people are working on a weird deeper level but right. you need carrot top you need you need the variety or else if if it was just people imagine if the world was just filled with people that that you found that was great. Uh, be, then, I would be maddening. I would yeah. feel like I had no ownership over anything. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. feel like the most generic. I mean, there would yeah. it would actually literally feel like life was purposeless if yeah. everything was what yeah. I liked. No, it's a good point. And just like back to the fucking Nickelback thing, like <laughs> <laughs> this episode should be called Nickelback. The existence of Nickelback. Yeah. Allow like it takes up the space that it takes up and then it allows for the other bands that I like to exist in their space, you know, and not take up nickelback space. Also, it should give you confidence to be like, if there's room in the I world fucking for fucking know, nickelback, man. then there's room in the world <laughs> for fucking me. I know. I know there's plenty No, here's the truth of the matter is that I know that I bring a lot to the table and I know that I have a unique voice and a unique perspective. I do. And I'm going to own that even though every fucking part of me wants to hate myself for even putting that out in the world right now. I, I find it almost insurmountable or impossible to get my voice heard, I guess. You mean because you're not getting the chances? Or? Well, so well, partially. I mean, I I think I've made I think I've made a lot of missteps in the last 
20 years out of a combination of poor guidance and following the wrong people and choosing the wrong people as like my God of the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, atrocious decisions that I made stemming from, you know, really fucking deep seated issues that I'm just now unpacking in my mid thirties, late thirties. I don't know. It was 36. I feel like still mid. Um, but I, I feel like I blew it in a lot of ways. Like I wanted to pack. So I went to film school, you know, I went to temple, which nobody's heard of because it's a state school in Philly. And it actually had an LA, you know, a semester in LA that I was like, Oh fuck. Why would I do that? I got, you know, I got whiskey to drink and cigarettes to smoke in, in, in the streets of Philly. But there was a moment when I, when I like, I was like 19 and I was like, I want to be in LA. I want to pursue acting. I want to, I want to be out there. I want to, I want to sell. And it was, you know, it was maybe a little bit, um, because I was a little bit off the wall. It was a little bit extreme. And I was like, I want to sell all the shit that I have or a lot of the shit that I have and gather up some cash and get in my car and drive to LA and figure it out. Mm. And like, I got talked out of it and I allowed myself to get talked out of it, you know, but I think that I spent so many of my adult years just struggling to be an adult person in the world that I missed a lot of opportunities to throw myself fully into something. I didn't have that Playhouse West experience that you had. I never had that like throw myself into something because I was always, I mean, up until pretty much this point when I feel okay to be like inhabiting the space that I'm in, like I was just like latching on to whatever I felt was going to help me survive or whatever was going to get me like a little bit closer to death. That's that's fucking very interesting because I I am I had the like I feel like I had the 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 opposite thing which was like what you want to do this fuck it let's do it right <laughs> I think I've I've discovered and made more headspace I've I've gotten ahead by just saying yes to things right like and not being I think a lot of people think things are beneath them like, Oh, this thing. And I think I, I don't have that. It's like, well, fuck it. I mean, I could be digging a ditch for, for a living and I don't want to do that. It's a lot of fucking hard label. It's it's, it's hard labor. Yeah. I don't want to be in the sun. So you want me to do this? I'll fucking do it. Fuck it. All right. I'll do it. Part of me feels like I would be better off just digging a ditch sometimes. And I've said this before, like maybe I I would just be so much more satisfied just swinging a hammer. I, I, so like the few things that have like kicked my, whatever bullshit career I have kicked it up like a notch have been because I've said yes. Like one time on my, um, I had a, my wife had a girlfriend at the time. She had, she had, um, done this movie she had been like a casting director for this movie and the guy who who wrote it um and directed it was a pretty like established writer okay uh, but he was kind of making headway like directing and, uh, and we we became friendly just talking and like asking you know for advice through email here and there and we became friendly and then one day um he reached out and he's like dude a bunch of extras bailed on me um will you come be an extra dude is that cool? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not working. 
why not? Yes, I'll, right. I'll do it. Like, there's no pay. Right. He had already, the people that were already getting paid were the ones that were going. Um, it was just, he needed bodies in the room. And right. I'm like, I'll fucking show up. It's fine. And then he gave me the address. And then I got, uh, coincidentally, my the guy who I co-wrote this um, this web series with. I'm like, hey, you want to go? And he's like, yeah, I have nothing to do. Let's fucking do it. So we went and um, we showed up and it was a strip club scene. <laughs> um and he's like oh here's a bunch of dollars like you're just patrons of this strip club and then the whole day like i didn't have to be there like he was i wasn't getting paid like he was just going out of his way to be like hey during lunch fucking sit with me let's fucking talk and and we became really friendly and and we became better friends and like this dude like has a major horror movie coming out was supposed to come out this year but it postponed it to next year but he's a very established dude and I'm like, oh, by just saying yes to this bullshit thing, like, look, I'm I'm like doing this thing. Like now I'm friends with I made a connection. Not even I don't like networking. Right. I don't like networking the real the right way. I do it my way and by saying yes to this stupid thing that was kind of beneath me, like anybody else would be like, Yeah, you're gonna be a fucking extra for free. Fuck that. Like yeah. even like extras, they make a minimum of hundred bucks. Like, it doesn't matter. I'll show up. Like it what doesn't else matter. am I doing? Yeah. And like he I was they fed me, they I got to see a lot of boobies that day <laughs> a lot of boobs and uh you didn't and know I about to, the boobs in advance though you agreed boobs. to yeah. it without even yeah that was just a foreknowledge a, of the boobs. that was a, a perk dude foreknowledge and, uh, not a yeah and uh for knowing for knowing and i i built this relationship that i still have with this guy like right um and it's just because i said fucking yes to the yeah. stupid thing it's um, not so that say I, yes. Say yes. It's dude. not about saying yes, though. I mean, first of all, I can't. Well, I mean, I have the limitations that I have, obviously, yeah, of yeah, starting yeah. a family, and I definitely feel like I could have achieved a lot more before I started a family. But here we are, so I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna lament that time, but like, really, what it was like. Let's be fucking honest. Is like I struggled with drugs and alcohol for a long fucking time. Like it was really. I had a really hard. 20 years of that and i wouldn't trade it for anything because i think the best movie that i'm ever gonna make is about you know these certain times in my life yeah but here i am and story fuel yeah it's fucking story fuel (laughs) it's fucking story fuel but but that's part of i think that's part of like this is again we're we're circling this thing over and over again yeah no. it's gonna sound really cliche but that's part of being an artist dude like just like okay how could i write something if i haven't lived something but you right. have so it's like uh, i it's cliche to say like oh it's fucking story fuel but yeah like that's what that's like the good the good shit like it's the true bad I mean, shit, it's the all bad the shit in your life the bad stuff in your life is really what makes up the good stuff in your life, which right. is your writing. Your right. your whether you're making a song, writing a play, making a painting, like all, it's all the bad emotions. Think about all the songs that were made because someone broke up with somebody, right? Because they had they felt in, immense pain. Think about all the movies or poems that were written because someone lost a, a parent. Like it's just shit that you you. Um, it's cliche, but it's it's all it's all good for the for the artistic soul i think yeah I, I as guess. long as as long as you're not killing yourself you know like or you're hurting your body yeah. um which sometimes you do you do do that in, in totally. your youth but um i mean 
we're still alive. Yeah. I'm super grateful. Like I'm yeah. really fucking grateful to, to be here and even be able to have this conversation and be able to be frustrated by the fact that I can't like put this fucking, these words into, you know, onto the page yet. But yeah, I just, I guess it's just showing up and doing the work and, yeah. and really having a fucking, practice i think and like really organizing yeah. myself to like figure out what my process is for writing you know and do i fucking outline and how long does that process take and what is my research yeah. time you know like all that shit i don't know but i fucking over intellectualize everything too though and i'll be like is this the right but you know it's just fucking get out of my own fucking way man and everybody has I'm so angry thing. at myself you know? right now no dude nah <laughs> nah just I, for like boring myself no. and others with the same fucking conversation all the time maybe here's the thing is that maybe you'll tell it enough just talk tell, my that way you're, out of that, it that you're talking your way out of it like yeah. yeah you you don't that's another thing that i'm like the one thing i know is that like there's nothing i would say and, and i have this we had this conversation literally yesterday <laughs> there's nothing i won't say that i wouldn't say to somebody's face yeah that's how I think everybody should be. Like, if I talk shit about somebody, I if 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 the topic came up, I would say that to them, and I hope people would be just as honest with me. Right. And then people have been, and it and it hurts. But then you're like, oh yeah, I gotta watch out. I, I'm I'm I have dickish tendencies. Um, and then you you course correct, and sure. and I mean you're you're just talking out these feelings, and um, also you have to figure out what your method is, like what works for me is not going to work for you. What, yeah. It's just like, it's like, just like anything, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm, I'm excited for this. I am excited for whatever next project I really decide. Like November 1st is, is when, you know, the first day of, of this next project, you know, that's all me will actually be. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. You know, I have a couple movies bouncing around in my mind right now, and it's hard to just decide which is going to be the one. Um, do you have like when you have multiple ideas and multiple things that you want to do? Like, what? I mean, I know you say you write, you have a pilot and a feature that you're working on right now, but if you have multiple yeah. ideas of things that you want to pursue, like, what do you just like write a couple ideas down and just stash them in a notebook and focus on one? Like, what's your what's your process like? I think as of lately. I used to be hung up on all that shit, dude. But I know, as I lately, keep asking like, fucking people what their process is. It doesn't yeah. matter. Just I got to well, figure out my own fucking process. Well, because also it's, your process is going to change. Like your totally. process right now is being, we're, we're laying it all out. Your process is being neurotic. Right. But eventually your process will change. Like right. you, you won't know it <clears throat> until one day you're like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, like even now, like just talking it out. I'm like, oh yeah, I used to be that way. But now like. Now I'm um, now I prioritize like okay who am I who who is this for and what is this for is, right do I have a contact where I could get this read or I mean at the end of the day I'm not writing anything that I want to want to see that's the that's the main goal again that's the that's how you that's how I had confidence with the ladies I guess right is I'm not I'm not trying to impress somebody I'm trying to impress uh, it it has to be something I would go see if it's not something I would go see or watch on TV or if I read it and I'm like, nah, this is 
I, this is boring. I would not see this. It would just happen so many times. Right. Where you, you get through like a first draft and you're like, this is, a, this turns out to be a bullshit fucking idea. And, but the, you're like, but, but there's, there's this character and he said this thing that I made him say that that was the only truth out of this bullshit fucking 30, 40, 100 page script. Right. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take this, this one line that I like. And I burned six months out of my life, but I got this one great line. <laughs> Right. And now I can use it somewhere else. And maybe that's and, all that matters, that one yeah. great line. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 right now I'm just prioritizing like what's okay. I know this person here and they can get this read for me. Um, but do I feel, do, also, do I feel passionate about it? Like, am I going to, am I going to do it? Like you were talking about doing things with friends and falling out. And I had, uh, one of my writing uh and well it's, it's in the theater group professor said don't do any artistic favors like that's the worst thing you can do is an right. artistic favor like if i ask you to be in my my movie or my play and you're doing it out of like well he's a nice guy and i know he i know he doesn't suck but but your heart isn't in it then then why do it yeah there's a great that, power I think that's in saying worth, no to those types yeah, of things yeah and 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 i've done that before right and but i have but i clarify like hey i just know that my heart is not in this like i, I right your thing's cool i'm just um, i don't want to half-ass it and then like you you're gonna regret it and i'm gonna regret it and i like that we're friends like let's just stay friends and i'm gonna say no to this i'm sorry and i think that's that's important I, i've given directing jobs over to like my cousin who's also like a, a director oh cool because i didn't feel something like i'm like oh this is a cool story and it's like cool like serial killer story and you have a budget and you would basically you know it the first hump is like oh well, i don't you don't want to put your own money into things right. you want other people to pay for it and then well you not only want other people to pay for it but you want to get paid for it okay now you know so like in every step of the way you're, 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 you're progressing. And, and at that point, when I turned this thing down, it was like a thing where I'm like, Hey, this thing has a budget, dude. And it's like, no, I know I'm not good. I'm not, I'm not going to be do, do a good job. So right, and that'll find I'm going to recommend you somebody you. who that's their style. That's, this is exactly like my cousin's style, right. Let him fucking do it. And then, and I thought he did a fucking great job directing it. Like I, I would have never gotten close to what he did because I didn't feel it. And if you had taken something it. like that on, it would have actually probably complicated things in your career a yeah. little bit. It could have caused more harm than good. Yeah. How, yeah. how are you? Do you ask for help? Like, do you 100%. I just feel like I'm fucking such a burden to be I, like, I, yeah. I, and, and, and I think it's because I'm approaching it the wrong way, you know? And yeah. I think it's because yeah. I'm, I'm still like understanding what it means to like be an adult human and like understand that this is how people move forward is helping other people, you know? Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I don't know that was not the right way to ex express that thought, but like, I have a hard time asking for help for sure. You mean like to like, like for, to like read something or well, something or in like, what way be specific well so i find that <clears throat> i will ask for maybe i'll ask the wrong people for the wrong things or something or i'll ask mm. the right part i like so for example i had a meeting with uh a pretty big producer. I had a meeting with a pretty big producer and this guy has done a lot of shit and he's definitely a contact who I can go have a meeting with. And he, he, 
He's produced very big movies and he will take a meeting with me. And, and I mean, I guess maybe this is just the lesson that I'm learning, but like the last time I met with him, I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I want to chat and I'm really interested in acting right now. I just got representation and whatever, you know, and I just went and I sat with him and I just like, didn't have a, a, a point really, except like, I would like to fucking be doing more in this business. How can you help me? I really love acting and I, I think I'm good at it. Here's some reels of mine. But like, I should have gone into that meeting to be like, real fucking enthusiastic. Like, I have movie ideas. Like, I got shit, man. Like, how can we work together, you know? And... I don't know. I, I think maybe it's just a learning thing, but I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't, if I know, you know, somebody and I would like to get connected with that person, it might be really hard for me to ask that of you. Yeah. But so, so back to the, back to the confidence thing. I think you had like, again, how I was saying, don't shoot for the goal. I think that's the key, but it also be, be genuine with it. Like my thing, like my thing that it's always worked hundred percent of the time is, is don't go for the, don't go for something you need. So you go in and it's like you, like the way I would have approached it. It was like, Hey um, man, it was nice meeting you. It was, it's great to, to have this contact with you. Um, do you mind having um uh, uh, some coffee, some lunch, so I could pick your brain about the industry. You don't. It's not about you. You make it about them now. Like right. You're like, hey, I, I'd like to just kind of pick your brain about the industry. Right. You, you seem like a really talented guy, and you're a interesting human being. So I would, I would love to have the honor of like buying you coffee and just sitting and talking. Right. And then the first thing I've done that kind of works, and, and but you have to mean it. I mean, you have to really mean it is, yeah. man, what's a peppy peeve of yours? If this person's a producer, like what's a peppy peeve of yours with like, like what's the one thing that like bugs you about writers mm. or directors or actors? And then they will just spill your guts because you're asking them about them. Right. And now you, you're in a dialogue like, and now, now also now, you know, insider information, right. you know what they don't fucking like. Right. And then you don't ask anything of that fucking meeting. You're like, fuck it. Um, that's cool, man. Like and now I learned all these things about things they hate about writers or pet peeves or like i don't like when writers do this or i don't like when actors do this and you're like oh got it cool yeah now i know that and you go and you wait and you fucking send a thank you fucking email yeah. or a text and then you let it sit there dude you plant that seed and let it sit there and then eventually in a couple months you fuck that seed <laughs> right um um, you know, like you, that's, that's, you know, again, don't go for the goal, go for shoot of right course. next to it. And eventually somehow you'll get there. And I don't know, that's how I've done it. And that's how it was worked because I, I just have to, I have confidence, but I don't have, I also don't have the confidence to be like, Hey, I need this. You have this. I have the confidence that I have this product that you need. I don't, I, I have to do it to be confident. I have to do it in my way. Right. Two things to that. I think on the one hand, I'm just not, I'm good with people. I mean, I could talk yeah. to fucking anybody and get along with anybody and really genuinely want to connect with people. I really am engaged and I, I love listening to people talk about their story and whatever the fuck. I mean, I'm, I'm very, you know me. Yeah. I'm not, 
I'm not a good strategist. I'm not like, oh, here's fucking how I can get to there by doing this. And I, I'm not, I'm just not good at that, man. I'm, I'm so, just a visceral, you know, ball of emotion that is not controlled. So I don't really know how to get from zero to step nine. And I think, again, it's probably that focus on step nine. Like I just need to just focus on whatever the first stepping stone is. And the other thing, fuck, what is the other thing? You kind of made your point though. Like yeah. the thing is that you have to be in the moment. You have to just like in acting, like you have to be in the moment, dude. Like, don't think about like, this guy's going to get me in that movie that I want. This guy's no, going to no. get me be in the fucking moment, man. The other thing that I've heard is to never ask the person for the thing that you want, but to like triangulate the situation basically. And like, use the person to get to another person type of thing like i don't know that's like the some fucking is, deep shit though yeah i'm not interested is, in that shit man and even the thing even the thing that i told you is I, i'm not being ingenuine and it's just the way it's the way i feel confident going in like For if sure. i was in the meeting going like i'm at the end of this meeting i'm gonna fucking pitch my idea right. that was fucking great even though i'm i'm confident that that maybe he would be interested that's not how i feel confidence that's that's really the key is that i'm tricking myself into confidence right is the fact that if i play my ball game my way i can always be confident right because i, I control the rules i control this fucking poker game yeah and, and i'm not strategizing at yeah. all i'm just i'm just like well how can i get ahead well maybe if i knew what he doesn't like then i'll avoid that Oh, fuck it. Let's go talk to him and see what he doesn't like about fucking writers. Right. I think that that's a, a big thing, though. Control, man. Like, you're... I mean, we we hit on this an hour and 23 minutes ago when we first started talking. Like, you're you're cool with the space that you occupy. And you're okay with, like... No, you know who you are, man. You're you're good with who you are, and you feel very in control of yourself and your situation. And I think that that's in those meetings. You know, I'm thinking of this one particular meeting that I cited. Like, I was definitely myself, but I was a fucking scared version of myself. Like, yeah. you know, how is I? I just don't want to fuck this up, man. I don't want to, you know, like all the little kid shit. You know, I was like yeah. seven year old yeah. me or something. Yeah. Cause again, because you're not controlling the situation, right? You're you're out of control. <laughs> I'm but if, calling if you were, into my own podcast. Yeah, <laughs> see exactly. If you, if you if you had the variables to be like, okay, this is what I'm sure of. This is what I know. Then I think I think that's where the confidence lies, man. Play play. You got to play your ball ball game at your ballpark. Right. <laughs> got to have the home field advantage. Right, but I moved to LA. This isn't my home field. Eh, make it find find a restaurant that you like a coffee shop find yeah it's a good point something that gives you fucking confidence and and, and that's where you have your fucking meetings or uh plus meetings if, I, I don't i don't like meetings uh, if i'm being 100 honest this is I don't such like a meetings. fucking pathetic conversation i'm fucking disgusted with the self-help <laughs> that i'm requiring from you I mean, this is really no, no, this is a no. fucking embarrassment <laughs> but i think i think i mean it's a conversation that we're having and and i think I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see it that way. I think that I'll walk away from this with 
you know, significantly more tools and less self-loathing. The hope is that like when I leave this conversation with you that I'm not, I'm not just drowned in my embarrassment for being so vulnerable, but that I really, you know, glean a lot from you. I I think that's your thing. Talk it out until you, you, until you're tired of it. And and all you have is, is that little grain of truth. It's just, I just think of all the people that would just, the, the atrocious things they would say about me when I was, if this were 12 year old me, you know, but it's not, yeah. that's the, no. that's the craziest thing is that it's not, I lived to no. 36 and I, I have a great, I have so much that I'm grateful for, you know? <laughs> yeah. D- yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I definitely, I think once I had a kid, I develop a different type of confidence. Right. Like, well, at the end of the day, I guess I'll, I'll see my kid when I come home. Like it doesn't, you know, all that shit, other shit kind of felt, which sounds so cliche too, but it is, it's like, uh, it's fine. Oh, it changes everything. I mean, it changes yeah. everything. Although I say it changes everything and simultaneously I'm feeling these ways, but yeah, parenthood is the, I mean, fatherhood is, is the most gratifying experience of my life i mean it's uh, yeah do you think i i think you you have to admit yourself that you you become a little bit more confident because you have a kid i I think if anything for me is because i had all this ego about things i wanted things i where i where i needed to be a certain place or you know at a certain time like i'm not where i where i should be at this age i'm not a where I should be at this time and place. Right. But then I had a kid and, and, and like, again, go, going back to like being an atheist, like I realized like nothing else matters, but the, but the moment, you know, and like, um, that's Buddhist uh, though and, too. I mean, and, that's very fucking Zen Buddhist. I don't know. Philosophy. That's fucking, and my, my, my biggest thing that I, that I, that I, that I got was like, I'm really here right now. If I, if I, if I'm, if I'm seeing the whole picture, if I'm being completely honest to myself and, 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 and open and I say, I'm really here right now to give my kid memories. Yeah. Good memories. And, and if I just concentrate on giving him like pretty decent memories and a good time, then I don't have to concentrate on my bullshit, whatever I'm neurotic about. And like, I don't know, it, that's, I think another boost of confidence that I've gotten lately. It's just like, fuck it, just do, do this thing. You're just here to give some cool memories to this kid and, uh, you know, make, make a good human being and not a piece of shit. Yeah, and for sure. That's fucking it. <laughs> Everything else is a byproduct. Fuck it. I agree. I agree. And I want to just leave it there and agree, but I have to talk about Say it. Talk the it, fucking. Talk it so I was like, yeah, I'll get a green screen, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and all re- like you know so we can make some shit he's like he's yeah. like super into space and he's got yeah. you know his brand new astronaut costume and i'm like fuck it dude i'm i'm like skilled as a technician doing this shit so like i can buy a green screen and light it and put you on the fucking moon yeah and man already i'm like thinking of somebody else i don't know who this person's voice is that i always fucking hear in my in my head maybe it's my own but 
just trashing whatever the thing is that I'm going to do creatively with my five-year-old son to make nice memories for him and make nice, like I cut a little video that I shot of him and our cats just to like show him that you can do this and cool. Look, we shot this and now I cut it together and put music and it's this thing. And like, I just give myself the most ruthless notes, you know, I'm just like, I just, I just fucking hate myself. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we, you need to talk this out until you you can't talk it. Out I mean, anymore. I'm in there. I mean, I have a therapist I talk to weekly, and I'm having these kind of just. I, I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what's gonna change it. I mean, I definitely buried it in in a bottle for many years. But how the fuck? Do, I don't know, man. Just keep talking. Keep talking, dude. Keep listen. talking, and then and then keep writing. But then I'm like, then I'm like. But then I'll get mad at myself for talking if nobody's listening. Yeah, that's the thing is that, like, I, I, I don't... If it entertains me and if it entertains you, then it doesn't matter. Like, we're here in the moment. Oh, we're, totally. We're having a good time. No, this is great. So, again, dude, we probably said something personal that's going to... that Again, back to this, the, the kernel of the idea. There's going to be something personal we said that, that someone's going to be... If there's one person that listens to this and is like, man, I feel that way too. Then, yeah. then that that made my day. It, it doesn't matter if it was one person in fucking India who listens to this and he, he works at a call center and all he wants to listen to is American podcast because he wants to learn English. If he finds something interesting in this and, and personal, <laughs> good for him, man. I want to believe that. I do. I do believe it, but I want that to be, I want that belief to take up more space than all the other beliefs. I'm also thinking about how fucking cool it would be if I could actually afford to license the national song that I want to play out the end of this podcast. But of course I have no money. And um, I mean, I guess here's I the thing here. Let's, it, let's, if you Let review it, you're under, assist. you're under a review thing. Um, so I, I'm going to give a review uh, about the National. They're a great band. I think um, they're they're amazing. If we if we talk about the National, you can play out anything because oh, this we, is we a review it. now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we reviewed it. it just yeah, yeah, took yeah. 95 minutes, and yeah. then they were talking about Sleep Well Beast yeah. and how yeah. the latest record actually isn't. Sleep Well Beast is a great really album. Last record, I, man. I haven't found a record of theirs that I've been like, nah, not interested. Like everything at the right time, right place. The last one. I think um, maybe I just need to like revisit it in a different time and space. Cause that happened yeah, with High yeah. Violet for me and it happened with. I love High Violet. Uh, no, I love, I love it too. And the fucking other one that came after it, I guess. Whatever the fuck. Trouble Will Find Trouble Me. Trouble Will Find You. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really got me, yeah. in to that one a lot too but i felt you know sometimes what happens with me with a great band is like after an album like boxer i was like there's nothing they can't do anything else after this that i'll i don't know i <clears throat> you know it happened it happened with the strokes too you know it ha is this it and then room on fire and then i tried to love first impressions of earth and then it just got hard <laughs> to love them yeah 
see. But now I a, adore everything yeah. they've done, and I see it in a completely different context. I'm like, Angles is a good record, you know. We we literally talked. Remember um, when the latest uh, Strokes album came out? I was literally because because we had had a, a Strokes conversation. Always a I Stroke think conversation. We've had, we've had multiple <laughs> yeah. Strokes conversations. We've and, had Albert Hammond Jr. conversation. We might yeah. have even had Voids conversations. I think we did. Yeah, I, I think I got into Voids because of you, and I think that day. So the album came out on Friday, and that Saturday I took a drive. It was like already during quarantine. Um, we would just we try and get out of the house, and we just drove down PCH. We like got drive through. We didn't stop anywhere. We took a, a little like potty thing for the kid to just pee on the side of the road right. if he needed to. And we're like, we're just in a drive. We got to get out of the house. And I'm like, I'm gonna. There's there's a new Strokes album. I'm gonna put it on, and. And I fucking loved it. I loved it. And I it. loved it. And I played it all the way through. And yeah. it was like, that's great. And then I literally, like, the a day or two after, I was like, I should text I should text Nick. And then you, you <laughs> and texted me. And I texted me. you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, dude. I bought it on vinyl, actually. I got so into I was so excited. I mean, I still am excited by that album. I just I love them. I love I love Julian. I love Albert. Like I just love those fucking dudes. And uh, you know, I'm sure it's because I idolized them when I was you know 17, 18, 19. Like they were, they were like you know my Velvet Underground or something. You know, they were like yeah. they really fucking mean a lot to me. And you know what's crazy? Just to never not be neurotic, but like having this conversation with you that we just have happened over the last like two three minutes is so much more. I'm so excited and like in such good spirits and like maybe like the trick is to just stop, like just stop dwelling yeah. on other shit and talk about the shit that really excites me that I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Maybe like that'll actually help. Maybe you should end every podcast with like, Hey, what's you, what, what are you listening to right now? Yeah, exactly. And that way you could not only can you play that out, but it, it, it leaves you with a happy, happy fucking note. The, the, the song that I've been kind of obsessing over lately is the, the new national album the last song called light years um it's really slow it's really like melodic and that's the song i've been obsessing with lately like sometimes i'll just play that song over and over like 10 times i'll have to check that one out yeah yeah um but yeah man i i mean I'm, I'm glad that that this last few minutes brought you back up dude <laughs> I, yeah it's not. I just want to be. Now, on don't the, think about it. Don't don't steal that from me, dude. Don't steal that from yourself. We did it, dude. This was it. a beautiful three minutes, dude. We did it. Yeah, we <laughs> fucking did it. We did it. Well, listen, I would actually really love to act in something, and I'm I'm I've gotten honest feedback that I I'm talented at it. So, if you ever need me for a thing yes. or a fucking need a you know pigeonhole me however you need to but, yeah. but understand that i could i have fucking range too you know no yeah i cry man i'm surprised i didn't start crying tonight but you know but I'm but also if you if i ever <sighs> offer you something and you don't if you're, you're like, like fucking turn my heart's it down. not gonna be in it yep no you turn down a minute yeah you're like i i don't want to play a stereotype or whatever it is, dude. Like it's just you got to be honest with yourself too. You know, yes, people have been like, yeah, just you gotta you gotta wear a suit and slick back your nah, hair, and you gotta play exactly what, and that'll get you in the door. It's like everybody has this, dude. Everybody has advice, and it's all at odds with itself. I don't know if you found that, but 
Like not yeah, this, totally, like not totally. this conversation I, with no, you is no, great. E- even like, even the no 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 the flipping the, advice e- is really if you okay. if you write down everything we've talked about through the whole podcast, no, everything contradicts itself. Everything contradicts you know I'm gonna have itself. To cut this. You know I'm gonna have to actually like do this I work. Now I need to fu- let me know if you know anybody who wants to be an intern. <laughs> I'll pay them, dude. I'll pay somebody a flat rate. But then I would have to give away all my. You know they would yeah. get, let them in so much. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking really intimate to let somebody in to that degree. You know. Yeah. Sorry, I, you I, were I, saying I, something. I just railroaded you again. I know. I don't. I know. No. 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 I don't know what I was talking about. Probably some bullshit. Um. No, I don't remember what I was talking about. Uh, oh, I remember what I was talking about now. I um, just wait for it, it. I just had this. Uh, I, so I got a new job recently. Congratulations! And thank you, man. And and it was one of those things where it's like so they they like call me on on a on a Monday. It's like, hey, you want to set up a meeting for tomorrow? And I was like, sure, why not? And it went in with like, it doesn't matter if I get this or not. It'd be cool, but. I have something like, it's just, it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And I like, people were like, are you nervous for this thing? I was like, no, and not at all. Like, it's just, it's just another thing, dude. It's not right. fucking important. And then I did the meeting and, and at the end, I, I knew somebody who had interviewed for a similar job at this place and they had like four interviews. <laughs> and at the end of my interview, they're like, so what do you think? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? It's like, do you want to take a chance? I'm like, oh, are you offering me the job? I'm like, yeah. Oh, then yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, wow. And I'm, I was like, wow. There's no. There was. It's like on the spot. And and I'm like, maybe it was. I don't know what it was, but uh, maybe because I wasn't thinking about it. I was worried about other things. I was worried <laughs> about being busy with the work I currently had, right? And not thinking about like next week or or acing this this fucking as I call it. Uh, job audition right and and you know i don't know yeah don't, you can't don't. reek of desperation that's for sure yeah yeah i mean so not saying that i guess uh, how do i even say what i'm trying to say yeah you just if you don't want the thing you're gonna get it or if you yeah. do want it but don't show that you i don't know what that's fucking you know you went in there with no, no care in the world so obviously you leave with the job I knew deep down that I wanted it. I knew deep down that I wanted right. it and it would be, it would feel good to, to, to get it. But at the end, but also it's like <laughs> expect the best, but prepare for the worst, you know? Right. And it, it was fine. I was like, if I didn't get it, I was going to be fine. I, it was a good experience for me to do it, to do the interview. It was another person that I might've met just f- with interviewing going, okay, maybe, um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her in a year and see if she, she's, she's ready for this asshole. You said yes. Yeah. Again. Said yes. Yes to the dress. It just keeps fucking serving you, man. Well, this yeah. has been a very cathartic <clears throat> conversation. I feel like I'm slipping back down. I'm going to put on sleep well beast now and yes, like just yes. drift into my, do you know how many nights I've just like put headphones on and drank like six vodkas and listened to sleep well beast and be like this, they fucking, they get me. That speaks to everything. All my yeah. truths again, dude, again, we're going back to that point. There's something that they wrote. That's fucking personal that you got. That's universal. Oh, right. And, and, you don't know it, but they buried it in there somewhere in one of the lyrics and one of the fucking guitar melodies in some fucking drum beat 
I don't think they idea. buried it though. I think no, that they, they didn't. No, no. I think it's very clear. <laughs> it's very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that I feel a lot better. You know, normally Friday night podcast, Friday night nine p.m. I would have been an hour and forty five minutes in this conversation. You wouldn't have been. I would have been slurring so hard. You would have no idea what I was even saying. I would have stopped making sense like forty five minutes ago. <laughs> so it's nice to actually have to be a couple minutes late to this party because I was letting tea steep rather than like pouring my fifth wine that I drank before I even joined Zencaster and See? turned myself over to Ricardo. Yes, there you go, dude. You're evolving, dude. You're evolving before your very fucking eyes. I think that maybe if I was able to actually look at myself in an honest way, I, I've really actually come a long way from the guy I yeah. was last year, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Like, um, But that's hard. Can, can I ask you a weird thing? Please. It's about people and about... Do you ever feel weird when you, when you feel like you hijack friends or, or acquaintances? You know? Does that feel weird to you? I don't... There's only like, really been one instance of that in my life. It's not even hijacking like a friend. I'm just saying like, like we met through, through a mutual friend. Yeah. And then, and then like, we've had like interesting deep conversation. We've had dinners together. Sure. And I always feel guilty for some reason. Oh yeah. When we went to that dinner, a part of me felt a little bit of guilt that like, right? I've never gone to dinner with that friend, but it's not because I don't like that friend i mean yeah i don't know you just meet you're just more simpatico in certain areas with some people than others i have this friend in particular i have a lot of love for that person i think about that person often and i reach out to him all the time and we're very in touch and like i wish him the best constantly and i know exactly what you're talking about so yes i i do but I just oh. thought of that right now because we, we were in the middle of this like deep conversation. I'm like, man, I still feel like that deep down. Like that's the, that's the one thing I guess that's my like weakness is like, I don't ever feel like, I don't like, like I, I like loyalty, but also like, it's like, I, I, I get it. Like, I don't want to overstep on over somebody else's loyalty. It's weird. It's a weird thing. But it's I've not like had. I was. It's not like I was with that person. I know, no, but no, I know, no, no. and I know it's a friendship. I I get it, dude. I actually, yeah. yes, at first I was hesitant, but yes, I one hundred percent understand what you're saying. <laughs> if it's not like a happenstance of a meeting and it's through a friend, yeah. it's like, yeah. fuck, man. Should th- does yeah. that person need to be sh- shepherding and Shep- chaperoning? Yeah, everything that we <laughs> yeah. do yeah. together. Yeah. Even though, like, like I left that dinner, like. It was like, man, it was a good conversation. Yeah. I felt good about it. Yeah. I, man, that was fun. And then deep down, I was driving home, I was like, man, man, do, do I feel guilty? I felt guilty. <laughs> I felt guilty. I actually feel guilty. I felt guilty when I was like, oh, I would love to talk to Ricardo for the show. <laughs> I felt guilty because this friend I love dearly and he's super too, supportive and he's probably fucking yeah. listening and... I hope he understands that I earnestly adore him. Yeah, I do too. Because I'm not cutting. We, we fuck around out. a lot, but I I do really like that guy. Totally. Um. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. We, we ended up on, on a weird topic, but, uh, but I, it's something that, that I always, I'm always curious about with people. Like, You're going to have to send me a cease and desist to cut that. Cause I'm not cutting it. I, I don't want you to cut anything. I don't, you, I told you, See, dude, that's fucking beautiful. That like the fact that you're not like, oh, I don't know if I should say that thing. Uh, fucking, I would, uh, I would have said it to him. Right? I would have said it to him. It, it, but like, anything in general, in this whole conversation, yeah. you're just very open and honest and like you own your shit. And like, if you feel this way and are going to speak this way, you'll speak this way to me or the vice president of the company you're working at. Cause it's, it's like, you yeah. have that fearlessness of like, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm owning my truth and like speaking my truth and whatever happens, I'll know that I was my authentic self. At least that's how I really perceive you in the world. And I think it's really fucking admirable. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it, man. Well, keep doing it, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's good, dude. This is good. <sighs> yep. It's a good thing you're doing. Yep. And hopefully... It's healthy. Hopefully, like episode 50 i'm fucking reading an ad from stamps.com yeah dude you want to sell out oh fuck you yeah. go oh my god yes all i want to do is yeah. fucking get enough people listen to this motherfucker that i can actually sell some fucking ad space yeah. dude that's... you gotta get the that sleepy tea thing What's dude so fucking... i have a podcast and i keep dropping ease to see if they'll fucking send me some weed <laughs> 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 every fucking every and like I, i'm i'm like a, a co-host on this podcast and the guy's like dude you gotta stop doing that because you're giving them free fucking advertising and i'm like i don't care we need to get fucking ease on this thing right um but yeah dude you gotta get sleepy time tea whatever tea you're drinking that's what you gotta get yeah dude because the you really you the shit you really like like dude people don't want that shit people do not want what i have they're not gonna want to drink tea know. to go to this place know. man there's <laughs> fuck man all right well hopefully i see you like in the flesh sometime soon that would be cool i don't know how we'll ever see each other again i don't know how i'm ever gonna see any other fucking we human will. being again this shit is we crazy will, man. But... cool all right man cool man we will we'll call it a night let's call it a night get some good rest yeah. sleep more than five hours man yeah. it'll tack on to the end of your life i know i know for miles So what did you see Hear the Sky's been Falling white flowers And there's Ice in all the trees Tapping the table I've been Hoping to drink There's a Line that goes all the way From my Childhood Find a way Can't you find a way